Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, we're so grateful that you're listening in today as we will have a conversation about biblically responsible investing and why it should impact you. But before we get to our guest, we really want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. You know, Jim, um, I feel like it is just so important for our listeners to know about our website. So listeners, you know, there are so many options out there for social media platforms, for um, using the phone, using all different kinds of resources to get a hold of us. But all of that can be found on our website, which is iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com. And I just, I want you to understand that um, I know there's a lot of information out there. We have a lot of options for listening to us, but that is so that you can find the way that works best for you. So don't get overwhelmed by it. But if you have any questions, you can use the contact page and say, hey, Martha, I am trying to find XYZ and I will help you do that. But, you know, just as a reminder, we have a podcast of our daily radio show that is, um, taken down to about 42 minutes. We have a power pod, which is about a 15 minute um, synopsis, a highlight reel. And then we um, have all kinds of social media outlets as well. So go to iworkforhim.com. You can check out our YouTube channel. All of those things, those links are at the bottom of the page. So um, just engage with us. Let us know if there's anything you can't find or you wish that you could find. And um, I'll try to connect you. You know, God works in our lives in amazing ways. What he's doing in your life, what is he doing in your life right now? You know, our Father desperately wants to be close to us, and He wants to remove things from our lives that are preventing us from being close to Him. He uses adversity in our lives to shape us into who He can use more effectively, and He often brings people into our lives who will shape us as well. In in this case today, Luke Andrews, he's on the move. God's been working feverishly in his life for several years now. And Luke and I first met at church almost 15 years ago, but really got to know each other by being involved in a chamber almost a decade ago. When the Lord moved Martha and I towards radio, the Lord moved Luke Andrews as well to support us, and he's walked alongside of us since day one. Why? Well, I think we'll let Luke tell you why the Lord has asked Luke to walk alongside of us. Luke's been on a long journey that leads him to today. It's a new dawning on Luke Andrews and his workplace, Mission Field, Luke Andrews with Inspire Advisors. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, brother. Thank you so much, Tim and Martha. Yep, you nail on the head, brother. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been very exciting. Uh, you know, like, like we briefly talked about before the phone, I like I like schedules. I like stability, you know, but there's been these changes recently that uh, definitely has changed course, and it's caused me to uh, just really, you know, just remember that all these things are going to work for good for those who love the Lord. And uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not looking to the future and and, and just in guessing. Lord, I, I know the Lord has created this path and uh, just remaining faithful and diligent and uh, looking forward to spending time with you guys today and letting the audience know what's going on. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And Luke, we got a lot of people tuning in today that may not know your story. Why don't you give them a brief intro into how you really became a Christ follower and then when you really went all in? 
Yeah. Well, uh, probably similar story to a lot of people uh, that are listening today is that, you know, I, I my mother was uh, a great influence in my life. My grandmother was probably the greatest influence in my life. And, uh, you know, so she would share with us the Bible stories and she would pray with us. And and then here with my family, we would go to church. You know, mainly I think it's the COEs, the church, Easter and other um, you know, those are like the, you know, the most, uh, most, uh, um, times where people go to church that don't go to church regularly. Right. 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 So I, I, I did all those things. I went to church, I knew the Bible stories, um, you know, but it, it wasn't until January of 1998. Um, actually, you know, I'll even go back. Pro- I don't remember, but probably six to eight months prior to my actual decision of going forward. You know, the Holy Spirit just kept telling me, hey, man, it's time, bro. It is time. He wasn't saying bro, but you know what I mean. He I might have been. He said bro he to was, you, probably. He could have been. Yep. Might have been at that time, right? Hey, man, what are you doing? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You know, but I, I always just was like, well, next time. Well, next time. And I, I heard the Spirit. I heard him telling me to get up and go. Hmm. And what I mean by get up and go is I was. I used to go on Sunday nights and sit up in the uh, the balcony. You know, where I was kind of left alone and, you know, did my own thing. That's because I worked all night the night before and Sunday was the evening that I would go. So, you know, I, for, for months, I, I kept putting it off and just kept saying next time, next time. But uh, Sunday night on a Sunday night, uh, Pastor Keith Scott um, mm-hmm. was doing it was a it was a men's night. So it was all men. And I was sitting up in my normal area, the balcony in the back and. You know, he did an altar call, and I, I tell you, it was something supernatural that grabbed me out of my chair, and uh, I just went. I just went, and it was uh, something that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, it, it, there was no more next times. It was, he, he literally, I mean, he didn't lift me and fly me down, but, you know, it was it was just something amazing that took place at that moment, and that's when I put my faith and trust in Christ. So I took all the head knowledge and all the Bible stories and all the prayers, you know, now it became personal to me, and that was January 1998. So probably very similar to a lot of people that are listening today is, you know, you, you've heard the stories, you, you've gone to church, you, you can probably even quote some scriptures, you know, but uh, even the demons believed in God, but they shuddered, right? So it's, it's not the believing side, but it's in January 1998 when I put my faith and trust in who Jesus Christ was and what he did for me. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that encourages some people that were like me that might be just uh, next time, you know, yeah. oh, the next time. And, you know, and, and yeah, you know, ho- hopefully eventually the Holy Spirit will, will lift you up, but you just never know, you know. So I, I encourage anyone who's, who's, who's had that moment of next times is to, to seek someone and you don't need to. It's, it's something between you and the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Luke, yeah. thanks so much for sharing that. And I do believe that that is an encouragement and a challenge for our listeners to um, to know that God is at work all around us and we never know what that moment's going to be. So, so Luke, you, we, our listeners know you're connected to I Work For Him. You believe mm-hmm. in, in the connection of your faith and your work. How did that happen? How did you realize yeah. that God cared as much about your work um, as he did what you were doing on Sunday. Well, that that really that the I work for him mission is to help people discover or see their workplace as their mission field. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's similar to the investment side, which we'll get into. 
You know, we're never when we go to church and, and Bible studies, no one ever talks about work in mission field and, and having this great opportunity. You know, we do talk about being kind and having fruits of the spirit and, and love and joy and patience and, you know, and, and trying to, to do good things in your community to give glory to God. But no one's ever no one's ever taken a huge, bold stance and saying, listen, your workplace can be your greatest mission field. And, and that's what, and, and like Jim mentioned, Jim and I connected quite a bit, um, you know, during the Chamber of Commerce together. And, and that's where it all started. And, and uh, so I've, uh, I've followed Jim. I've been, I've, as Jim mentioned, I've partnered with you guys because I believe in this message that it's, it's something that needs to be heard. And I know that my mission on the investment side is something that needs to be heard as well. So, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to jump the gun, but you have I work for him. You know, we might need to trademark I invest for him. Amen. Oh, and and uh, yeah, and really, and because that, I mean, it, it's the same concept. We work for him, but also we should be investing for him. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But when you became a financial advisor, though, Luke, did you ever imagine the transformation that would happen in your life as you shifted from, well, I'm just going to advise people and help manage money and, and, mm-hmm. and to where you are today with the emphasis on biblically responsible investing? Because you're moving from being an advisor to really being a, a discipler. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I never I didn't get into uh, investment advisory in this in this field because I, I thought I was going to you know, um, build portfolios that honor God. And that wasn't my intent. Now, my intent with all of my work is Colossians 3.23. It's work hard at whatever you do as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. So, no, and, and that's everything I do, you know, mortgages, real estate, insurance, life insurance, annuities, all these things. I always did those for the Lord, right. but I, I, but, but, but invest for him or I invest for him really takes it to a whole deeper level that the audience needs to hear. You know, it's really like we should create another brand. I invest for him, but it should also be like I wire for him and I uh, type for him. And, and I i mean, whatever your job may be, I sell cars for him, mm. well, whatever it may be. Because, Luke, really, it's that understanding of uh, of that the work that we do really is for the Lord and that he wants to be involved in our work, doesn't he? Yeah, and T- Tim Tebow does a great job, um, and he actually he's going to be at the church, Indian Rocks. That, that's a free free plug. Sorry, another free but plug I, right here, and I work I, for I, him. I, I actually don't even think it needs to be plugged because right. it's, we only have capacity for six thousand. So anyway, but in his book, he talks about it's not who you are; it's whose you are. Right, right. It's never about who you are. I mean, who you are? Yeah, I'm a doctor. Who you are? I'm a financial advisor. Who you are? I'm a homemaker but no it's whose you are it's when we can reflect on whose we are it changes the way we should be doing things for the lord or things in the name of the lord jesus so mm. it's it's a, it's a mindset you know it's and it's it's like the veil you know i didn't get a chance to share this but you know um you know when you talk about i work for him and what it's done for me is you know a veil was lifted and hopefully when we get through to the investment side and understanding that we should be very concerned with where our investment dollars are being spent with companies that we are investing in mm-hmm. and th- this through i work for him this veil was listed or lifted and although i like i said I, i've always worked for the lord and all i was trying to do 
but it never dawned on me the businesses that I owned or the businesses I was profiting from were going against God's heart. You know, and I think that's a great point, Luke. And I, I'm telling you, you're just spot on with all of these comments today. So thank you for yeah. that. But, you know, yeah. I think that's the point of I Work For Him is that every day we have different guests on. They share what God has taught them and it might lift the veil. It might open the ears to hear the heart to be receptive to say, God, is there something else I'm supposed to be doing? Not not like a change in occupation, but am I should I be doing it differently? Is there a biblical principle that I am not living out? And asking him to reveal it to to them. So listeners, yes. this is this is another one of those conversations. Just um have an open heart, open ears to hear about biblically responsible investing. And if the Lord pricks you and prompts you and convicts you to just seek a little bit more understanding and asking, is this the next biblical um, thing that I need to be paying attention to? Right, then that's the a new spiritual discipline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look, yeah. when we first started getting, uh, got to start, blah, blah, blah. when we first got blah. on the air together, I know, I know, blah. <laughs> When we first got on the air, we were talking about, you know, people should do business with you because if, if they were working with a financial advisor that didn't have an eternal perspective, they really mm-hmm. couldn't help you set yeah. up a portfolio that would enable you to really impact the kingdom with how you're investing. Because a lot of people, they want to make a lot of, save a lot of money and then give a lot of money to their kids with no intention on generosity and things like that. And and most Christ followers want to be generous with what they've been given, and they don't want to screw up their kids when they're gone. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're kind of shifting from there, though, because it's no longer yeah. just, hey, you should have an advisor with an eternal perspective, right. because that's really not enough, is it? No, uh, you're so right. That, that's interesting that you caught that, that how when we first started sharing on the radio um, six years ago, five mm-hmm. and a half, mm-hmm. it was. You're exactly right. It was all about just if you're not aligned with a Christian financial advisor, then what are you doing? You know, I don't want to take the unequally yoked out of context, you know, but w- when you're partnering with someone in marriage or in business, you know, the, the you shouldn't be unequally yoked with that person. And that's similar to the concept that we started with here is that the, the idea was that I'm a Christian financial advisor. I'm going to do things the right way, and everything that I do is going to give glory and honor to God, and I'm going to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that was why, hey, let's connect with Luke because of those things. But right. yes, now the, it's it's because of what's been revealed through biblically responsible investing. I see my entire workplace, my my work life as a different mission. Yeah. And, so, and what is that mission? different mission? Well, well, that's. I'm glad you asked. Well, <laughs> so you know, as I've you know, if going back to when I was first introduced to biblically responsible investing, right? That was about 2017. Um, I don't remember the exact date, but Jim and Martha gave me a book called I Found Jesus in the Stock Market. You know what? I'm going to interrupt you right there because I remember the day Jim's like, hey, Martha, can you drop this off um, at, (laughs) at Luke's office? And I don't think you were there. And I remember like going in the office and putting it on your desk and being like, okay, 
hope yeah. he reads it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was... yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to have the date, knowing how organized oh, you were. I... I thought you would say, well, it was at 2.15 yeah, on right. June 16, 2017. Let me check my no. calendar. That's more my style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay, okay. But, uh, you know, so that that's where the, you know, God tells us just to scatter, right? We're, to, we're not to be the... We're not the, uh, you know, when we're now trying to witness to people, we're, we're not called to, to be the one who saves, right? We're just called to be the one who sows. And that's really by dropping off that book, all you did was sow the seed. Now, it, it, the, the seed didn't take immediate root because when I read the book, I was like, uh-oh, uh, this changes exactly this, – this could change everything that I do in my mm-hmm. business and, and how I've done my business since I started. You know, not the concept of doing everything for the glory for the Lord, right? Working hard, but it just changed the way. If if this is truth, right, and 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 the Holy Spirit starts leading me in this direction, this is going a direction. This is gonna be. This is gonna make a huge impact on what I've been doing since I started and what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. So after reading the book, like I said, it didn't immediately take root, and um, you know, it took some time. And then it didn't really uh, – I read the book a second time. It's not a big book. you know. It might be 100 pages. It's my, Actually, it's my style of a book. So Jim and Martha, when you guys write your first book, I'm putting it on notice now. When you write your first book, don't be more than 100 pages. You, you know, anyway, we'll Got cut it. Pages, Got it. 100 pages, 14 page. font, double space. I'm good with that. <laughs> yes, with pictures, man, with pictures. <laughs> okay. That's right. So, That's right. All right, but we're talking about right. – you talk about the book, yeah. I Found Jesus yeah. in the Stock Market by Rick and Cassie yeah. Lehman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, so actually, you know, actually I've read the book the second time. Things just started to change for me through prayer, through the study of the scriptures that back up this pursuit of biblically responsible investing – um, things just started to change. I started to see investments different. I started to see how I was going to serve my clients differently. And the good news is that, praise God, a lot of my clients were already believers, um, you know, people that love the Lord. And I knew when I introduced this concept to them, I think they were going to be shocked, which everyone who I do speak to, and this is not just uh, believers of the church. This is senior pastors I've been meeting with. This is church administrators I've been meeting with, you know, people who have investments through their churches or or, or charitable, charitable organizations mm-hmm. are, are invested in, in businesses that are profiting from pornography and abortion and you know, and alcohol, gambling and tobacco and all sorts of human rights violations. And, you know, it's a, uh, you know, uh, the unfortunate thing is we just don't know. Right. And I'm on, I'm on this biblically responsible mission or movement. And I partnered with the best people in the industry to get the movement going in my community. And then hopefully regionally and statewide. And as you mentioned at the beginning, nationally and um, well, look. You know, what, talk, yeah, yeah. talk to the advisors listening to the show today, because we got people yes. that are listening to the show. They're going to listen to it live today, and then they're going to listen to it as a podcast. There's a lot of people yep. in that financial world. Speak to them directly about how they can just start to understand what biblically responsible investing is all about, because there's a, there's a lot of negative news about it. Yeah. Well, all financial advisors are are usually trained and the, their clients demand it. They, they want highest return with the least amount of risk. Right. So as financial advisors, that's usually our main focus is we're trying. We're so focused on return. 
And by, when I'm bringing up return, I'm not suggesting biblically responsible investing lowers returns. It's actually uh, there's no there's no data that suggests responsible investing has lower returns. On the contrary, anyway, there's there's data to prove all that stuff. But the most important thing that I would tell financial advisors is, you know, especially if you're a Christian financial advisor, yes, getting returns and, and managing risk through asset allocation and things like that, those are all requirements. That's what we're supposed to be doing as fiduciaries. But we need to take it a step further. And so for every financial advisor that hears this through the podcast or live or or whenever they, they hear this, you know, start st- start researching, you know, start praying, you know, look up scripture, Ephesians 511, Proverbs 16, 8, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. There's all sorts of scriptures that are going to start pointing to who we need to be and what we shouldn't be doing. And as a Christian financial advisor, someone who loves the Lord, wants to serve the Lord, I don't want to separate my business from who God is. I've heard these things from different people that you really shouldn't tie in God with business. Absolutely not. I want God to be the center of my business. And and, and for me, that's, mm-hmm. that's biblically responsible investing. Look, let's just, as we talk about your move towards an all biblically responsible investing portfolio, why should our listeners care? I mean, because they're going, well, what does this have to do with my work? What well, has everything to do with our work? What does it have to do with my church life? What well, has everything to do with my church life? There's, this stuff is also tied in. I mean, so many of us are investing in things that are, or are investing in companies that are investing in movements that are completely anti what we stand for. And so we're like, yeah. so we're supporting the other side. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I did mention some scriptures in the last uh, quick segment, but I do want to hit on those. So, you know, because th- this is at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to just jump into something emotionally, right? E- emotionally. Oh, my gosh. You know, because emotions can be a little bit deceiving because, uh, you know, Pastor Jeff at our church always talks about if someone can talk you into something, you know, you get all riled up and emotional about it. Someone else will talk you right out of it. So mm. this becomes this becomes a heart thing. So as you study scriptures and as you research, there's plenty of research. Number one, I, I would love to be your greatest resource tool. So instead of Google searching biblically responsible investing, you can, and there's great information out there, but I'd love to give my phone number out. And then those that want to reach me directly can call me at 727-798-4188, 727-798-4188. You can text me or call me directly on that number and and i'd love to go through it with you just to share this is a you know we talked about this before i believe too this this movement isn't a luke andrews movement right this is going to be a this is a church body movement this is something that even we touched on other financial advisors i i I tell people that i meet with in churches and, and organizations if they like their financial advisor and they are a believer then you go to them and find out if they have the biblically responsible options that you can start implementing in your portfolio. And if they do and you're happy, then go stick with them because we need more people to be exposed to biblically responsible investing so mm-hmm. they can start making an impact on their clients and yeah. their community. So, but you know, Ephesians 5:11 tells us to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. You know, Proverbs Proverbs sixteen eight. Better is little with righteousness than great riches with injustice. First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. There's also Colossians three twenty three seventeen, which tells us whether whatever you do in word or deed, you do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth. So these are all biblical truths that we can lean on as believers searching for the truth in biblically responsible investing and also other Christian financial advisors. I challenge you to, to read and study these scriptures and pray about how they can make a change well, be careful what you ask for, because I promise you that if you do seek, you will find. That's what Scripture tells us. And and when you do seek, the truths will be, become clear for you. So you will have to make changes, and sometimes people don't want to do that. Is that like your pet peacock in the background, or, or you got you like or a bird sanctuary today, or what are you? Yeah, that. If you want to know the truth, yes, there is a blue jay uh, doing its thing. Ah, and it is. It is what it is. <laughs> a blue jay. You know, is it the blue jay? Excited outdoors. about biblically responsible yeah. investing. So, so I want to of bring course. up something because what what I hear you say, Luke makes me think of the word disruptor because really you know in a sense you know god god got your attention on an area that you had not really been um aware of he yeah. he pricked your heart and he allowed a disruption but for good and um you know i just want can you again speak to our listeners because they may think oh that's that's way it, it's going to cause too much trouble yeah. to go that direction what can you say to them about that well, uh, yeah, and your your uh, uh, some, some some truth and some um, you know maybe some you know that's how Satan I would I would say yeah. likes to maybe to to really get and Satan's the disruptor. He's the one who manipulates. He's the one who confuses. He's the one that will get you to think. You know, I I just laid out biblical truths. I mm-hmm. just gave you know uh, one two three four uh, you know four scriptures that back up who we're supposed to be. And that's just those are four that I'm that I've memorized and that are on my heart. Right. You know, but Satan will start to deceive. He's the manipulator and the confuser. So, you know, there there is going to be a little bit of disruption. But on, there is nothing difficult about switching a portfolio to a biblically responsible portfolio. There, and if somebody manages their own portfolio and they want to learn how to do it, call me. I'll help you. I'll, hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the ticker symbols of every fund that's available. I'll help you with your allocation for your risk tolerance. You know, the, 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 At the end of the day, we just need believers willing to take a stand just like I work for him. We want your – you want to take a stand to have your workplace, your mission field. At, and I invest for him. We want you to take your investments and make a stance for him as well. And th- there is going to be some change, but it's not difficult. Changing a portfolio or challenge- asking your financial advisor to do this due diligence. Hey, listen, you are the boss of your financial advisor. Yeah. They are not. They are not your boss. If you work with an investment advisor, they are a fiduciary. They have to do what's in the best interest of the client. So don't don't let people fool you and say, well, we can't do it. You're going to have lower returns. There's yeah. not enough here. There's no diversification. It's all untrue. You just need to speak with a, a, a Christian financial advisor who has a niche in biblically responsible investing, and they can give you the guidance that you need to make the impact that we're trying to have here. Amen. And that's like, Amen. that's really what I wanted to hear because I think a lot of people yep. are kind of like fix it and forget it, you know, kind of set it and forget it and they don't want to deal with it. But what you're saying is that um, to move in this direction doesn't have to be so overwhelming. That's that's what people like you 
do. Yeah. And you are yeah. so gracious and generous with your knowledge. Well, so thank and, you. And yeah. this is something we don't want to be a niche industry. We want this right. to be an overwhelming industry. I mean, there's some power in all this. And Luke, that's what I want, to, I want you to talk about is that when you look at uh, a biblically responsible portfolio, if Christ followers across the country, I think one of the numbers you said on a previous show was 75 or 74 percent of retirement assets, I or uh, 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 401k assets of Christians are, I mean, 74 percent of 401k assets are Christian assets. I think he told me that number. Do you remember that well, number? $21 trillion are in the households of people who profess to be Christians. All right, so $21 trillion. Now, if we started moving that away from companies that insisted on investing their profits into things that completely are antithetical to Christianity, yeah. Yeah. That, starts to, that starts to make an impact. People start to notice. And, and you know, nail on the yeah. head, and it, that, that's what that's. So, Wall, we need the attention of Wall Street. We need the attentions of huge money managers, uh, Raymond James and Fidelities and Morgan Stanleys and Charles Schwabs, you know. But the only way to get their attention is really through assets. You know, it's it's through billions and billions of dollars moving out of secular funds into biblically responsible funds. And, you know, it is a movement. And that's that's one of the reasons that I am a founding partner. And I have we haven't really got into Inspire Advisors much and why I made that change, you know, but Inspire Advisors uh, back in Inspire Investing is one of the leaders in exchange traded funds, ETFs, um, that are low cost and all biblically screened to make sure there's none of the immoral business activities. And I'll touch on those in a minute, you know, but we they, they're the leader in the ETF movement for biblically responsible investing. They've rang the closing bell in 2017 on the New York Stock Exchange. Hmm. We just launched we just launched a new ETF yesterday called in the ticker symbol. Get it is WWJD. Uh, WWJD just came out I actually two days it. ago. Yeah, October 1st, we just launched that. Um, so so these, these guys that I partnered with in January of this year started a new firm called uh, Inspire Advisors, LLC, and they asked me back in June if I wanted to become a founding partner. And uh, I've always – my goal has always been long-term to own my own practice and, and you know the way God lined up, I found Jesus in the stock market two years ago to to really focusing on BRI or biblically responsible investing got me to the point where I was ready when Inspire Investing came along and asked me if I wanted to be a founding partner of their new firm. So we're not we're not the cheerleaders of the BRI movement. We are the players, you know. So there's a difference, right? You have football. I like using football, but it's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. All the all the players are playing the game. They're pushing. They're fighting. There there's offense. There's defense. There's special teams. There's you know there's a plan in place. You have a, a your goal is to win. And the cheerleaders, they do their job. Their job is to to cheer, to get the crowd, you know, motivated and kind of to pump everyone up. Right. But there is a difference. Right. There's a difference between being in the game fighting and then being the person on the side or people on the side saying, go for it, do a good job. You know, so we uh, we're not only the leaders in the ETF movement for biblically responsible investing, but we're also engaging companies on Wall Street. And asking them to remain neutral in these immoral, disruptive, divisive issues that our that our country faces, 
Plus, we, we give 50% of our corporate profits back to – right now, we've, we've adopted a village in Guatemala where we're building a church, a, a school, an orphan. And you know, we're, so we're, we're not only doing great things and, and with your investments, but I partner with a company who truly cares on making a, an impact on the world. Hmm. How do so, people get a hold of you, Luke? Well, 7-2 said the best way is my cell phone. I, I always have that on me. You guys know that. Yes. 727-798-4188. <laughs> yeah, you know, or they can email me if they prefer. Luke.Andrews at InspireAdvisors.com. Luke.Andrews at InspireAdvisors.com. Yeah, Dana called. Yep. Your wife called and said, yes, can you, can you do a little intervention with Luke about his cell phone? Because it's always <laughs> on him. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I, it's that's I'm I'm getting better. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So, in other words, companies may have a may do a really good job uh, selling widgets, but when they make a profit, they choose to then take some of those profits and invest them in uh, things that are really anti-Christian, like supporting Planned Parenthood, or uh, as just one example. But there's also companies out there that are mass merchandisers of things that choose to sell things like pornography, tickets to the bird sanctuary, like Luke Andrews sitting <laughs> in the bird sanctuary today. Uh, hey, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You should. Okay, so Luke... <laughs> You know, we were ignorant of it, and we've been following Jesus for, I've been yeah. following Jesus for 40 years. I didn't know yeah. that my investment portfolio needed a glorify God, too. How does yeah. your relationship, your new relationship with Inspire Advisors and Inspire Investing and the new WWJD, um, yeah. did you say it was a EFT? No, it's not an EFT. It's an ET, ETF. ETF. I mean, that's exciting stuff. Tell me, tell. let's just talk with the listeners, because each one of us is being impacted by this because we're all investing in something. Yeah, so let me take you through a quick little process. So the the foundation of biblically responsible investing, it's a process of connecting, right, connecting your biblical values with your investment. So we're not going to invest in companies engaged in any immoral activities or non-biblical. So that doesn't mean all the companies we invest with would be considered, uh, you know, they preach the gospel, uh, you know, Monday through Friday, and they're hosting Bible studies, and the CEO is a proponent of, you know, witnessing to all their employees. That's not what we're talking about. We're really saying we're looking for the greatest companies that are making the greatest impact for their employees, for their communities, and remaining neutral in in divisive cultural issues that we face today. So some of the questions I like to ask whenever I'm meeting with a client or if I'm doing a seminar is they're 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 pretty they're pretty they're they're straight and to the point is and these are just questions. I don't have any answers. I just really want to get people thinking. So the audience as you're hearing these you know, do you own any businesses which profit or support the abortion industry? Mm-hmm. Do you do you give to Planned Parenthood? Do you own any businesses which produce or distribute pornography? And um, I like to ask those questions because then you start to think, and now now you're starting to grasp the concept: is BRI or biblically responsible investing? It's connecting my biblical values with my investments. And then I'm hearing Luke ask these questions. Do I profit and support the abortion industry? Do I give to Planned Parenthood? Do I own any businesses that distribute porn or would I ever own a business? And usually answers for believers to all three of those questions are no, no, and no, right? 
so so I like to get that foundation in place so so now we can grow from this foundation. I think we wanted to to, to kind of talk briefly about some of the companies that we do align with biblically that mm-hmm. you know maybe you haven't heard of so or may, most of them you have but for example Honeywell most people have heard of Honeywell yep uh Union Pacific uh, and maybe or maybe not. Nvidia. Nvidia is the world's biggest and best chip maker. So they're in the microchips, hmm. and they're the self-driving cars, and artificial intelligence, and gaming, and so they are the leaders in that industry. American Tower Company is a real estate uh, investment holding. Lowe's. So we're familiar with Lowe's, not Home Depot, but Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also familiar with Conoco Phillips. So these are just a brief list of companies that that are doing things the right way that are remaining neutral and divisive issues and are making a strong impact on their communities on their employees and also the world around us excellent so if somebody luke is listening today well hopefully we got people listening today you know if you're if if they're listening they're listening okay so if if for our listeners today um martha said something in between uh, while we're on the break that you know luke do you have Anything that's like a summary sheet that's got the Bible verses that you quoted and just the the basic concept behind biblical responsible investing. Do you have something you could send to people, or can you have it ready by the time the show is done playing today? <laughs> no pressure. So, well, well, one of the I don't have anything with all of those scriptures in a document per se, but I do have a booklet that is an introduction to biblically responsible investing. It's an introduction into screening. It's an introduction uh, into back testing. Uh, returns and there's been Biola universities, Oxford University that have done studies. So I've got and I, I you know, I have, I have booklets that I'm willing to mail out for free. I also yeah. have it in an email format where I can email it out. So and that was another reason that I that I took the founding partnership with Inspires because all of the marketing and the the dude everything was already put together mm-hmm. i wasn't incurring all these expenses to recreate the wheel right i was just jumping on the wagon that they had already started so i have all i have great literature i have great information for people that really want to get to know what biblically responsible investing is there's no obligation Excellent. there's no charge yes. okay i would say really so the first let's get it out there that first yeah the first people. 10 people that get back to us you okay. know, then um, we'll make sure that we get the information out to them for free. And, and, and if they want any follow-up on that, I'll have my card in there, and right. we, we can go from there. Well, let's get the yeah. listener line out. You guys call the listener line. 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. If this is piquing your interest at all and you want to dig a little deeper, let's get you connected to Luke through reading some of this material for yourself. And in yeah. in Luke fashion, it's a booklet. It's not like a thousand page yes. document you know <laughs> we don't this is it. not overwhelming um no. to just take that no. next step so listeners call 866-713-9675 and we'll get you connected all right like like martha said this is an idea that you know this should transform the body of christ in the united states of america and around the world because as as a body of christ we're supposed to be promoting the kingdom of god not promoting the kingdom of darkness mm-hmm. yet as luke just said 21 trillion dollars that's invested in companies today is are are dollars 
controlled by people who believe in and are followers, proclaim followers of Jesus. And those are companies, and some per- large percentage of that is invested in companies that are, Luke, do you know what the number is? I mean, of the $21 trillion that's out there, how much of that's invested in, in a non-biblically responsible way? Oh, the, va- the well, I don't have an exact number. It's 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 the vast majority. I yeah. mean, right now, biblically responsible investing is such a small piece of the overall investments out there. Um, you know, when you're talking 403bs and 401ks, and you know, here's a great little thing. So, a lot of people they think that they're in their company 401k. You you are correct in thinking there's no way I can do biblically responsible investing in my company 401k. That is probably true. Um, so, but if, if you are the owner of the business and you have a 401k, you can, I can actually, I built a 403b, I built a biblically responsible 401k, I built simple IRAs that are biblically responsible. Mm. So we, we can take over the management of those things. But more importantly, if you're at a large corporation and, you know, a, a big, cor- they're not going to have any biblically responsible options, nor will you get them. But if you're over the age of 59 and a half, most plans allow for an in-service distribution, and that would allow you to transfer the large majority of your 401k over to an investment advisory firm like us, if, 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 if we're a fit. But you can in, in transfer that management over to a biblically responsible investment firm. So there are ways so there's around options. Being- yeah. yeah, the most important thing is always if, if you have a question, just ask. Mm. You know, um, just where, ask. where are they going to ask you? Well, they can call me or text me at 727 798 4188, 727 798 4188, or email me luke.andrews@inspireadvisors.com. You know, I just was getting excited in my head about what amazing impact we could have on culture if these biblically responsible companies, the companies that are remaining neutral in the divisive cultural issues had more people investing in them. I mean, it's a, it's a huge shift. And so I just want to encourage people to, to realize they can make a difference in their own life and, and the future. So Luke, just a, a final plug in our last minute of the show. There's a lot of people listening and going, wait a minute, this is just so, it's overwhelming because I don't really know what I should do. What mm. should they do? What should our listeners do, Luke? Well, you, you know, I, I gave out some really great scriptures. If, if you didn't get those all written down, you can follow up with me directly yep. um, through text and just say, hey, Luke, can you text me back those scriptures? It takes me a minute. No problem. I, I will answer every one of them, I promise. Um, and then secondly, Jim and Martha, we need to talk about I invest for him. We need yep. to we need to get this movement to, to grow with every Christian financial advisor. We need them to get on board. We need to encourage them to get involved. Um, so, so those are the things that I'd like to leave with is if you have questions, if the Holy Spirit has said, yeah, you know, let's check into this. Let's just see if Luke's out of his mind. Let me prove <laughs> Luke right. wrong. What, whatever it is, whatever, right. whatever, whatever, whatever Satan Amen. wants to do to, to get, get his foot in the door. Um, but encourage you to get more information. Okay. I, I can give, yep. Bang. Luke, Sounds and, like we're at you're time. out of time. Luke I'm Andrews, thanks time. for being an eye work for him. Luke at inspiredadvisors.com. You've been listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review
interview will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com. IWork, the number four, him.com.